Turn your Bibles tonight to Colossians chapter 1. I got in the book of Colossians today and I couldn't hardly put it down. I just kept reading over and over. I'd like to read the first uh, beginning in Colossians chapter 1. I'll begin to read in verse 1, please. Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossus, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, for have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is coming to you as it is in the world, and bringing forth fruit as it doeth also in you, since the day you heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned of Ephraim, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord in under all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, and all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness, and has translated us in the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated, and enemies in your mind by wicked work, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, where I Paul and made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up all that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, 
which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of his of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that you may present every man perfect, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I am labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Heavenly Father, I do love this chapter, and I pray tonight that you'll give us unction of the Holy Spirit, that we might everyone get a blessing from thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was talking to Barry just for his service, and we were discussing a young man, and uh, he, his pastor is having some problems, and he asked the young man to preach for him. And the young man, uh, the pastor said to his congregation that morning, now you all come back tonight because this young man's going to preach for us, and he's going to strip you high tonight. He said he's just going to strip you high tonight, so be prepared for it. And I got to reading these verses of Scripture, and I got to thinking, that ain't preaching, you know. I don't know where in the Bible it tells us to strip people's hide. And uh, Colossians chapter 1, especially verse 27 through 29, I'd like for us to read them. Uh, Verse 27, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The only thing in this world that brings or gives hope to the sinner or anyone else is Christ in you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 tells us, Man is dead in his sins and trespasses. No hope apart from Christ is what it's talking about. Now notice, man without hope is as good as dead. He's dead in his sins and trespasses. If you have no hope, why keep on trying? Now, I remember one night pitching, I used to pitch fast pitch softball. And uh, we were doing good that night. I mean, I was striking out one batter right after another. We had them nine to one. And we only played seven innings. In the seventh inning, and I never will forget it, we lost that game ten to nine. And everything they would do, they'd hit it on the end of the bat and it rolled right down and they'd get on, you know, and they'd, they'd get a run. And they'd knock it out in the field and they'd drop it. And, they, and after a while, you just want to say, what's the use? <laughs> you know? I mean, you, you couldn't get a guy out. I don't care what you did. It just seemed like there was no hope to it. You just want to throw your hand in the air and give up. And uh, <laughs> you don't. But a man without hope in this world, is he just has no hope. Why keep on trying now? But the child of God has hope. Christ is the hope of glory. Now, number one, this Christian hope is for all. Notice, if you would, please, in verse 27 with me for just a second. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory to this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Doesn't mention Jews, doesn't mention Gentiles, 
It doesn't mention one race above another. It just says you, which means uh, that not just the Jews and not just the Gentiles, but you, that means anyone. That's why I love preaching Christ so much. When you preach Christ Jesus, you're preaching to everybody. You're not just preaching to a few. And so we know, first of all, the Christian hope is for everybody. Number two, Christ is the foundation of the Christian hope of glory. Notice Jesus first leads us to God the Father. Then Jesus leads us on to glorification. That is, Jesus won glory through his victory. Jesus won victory over sin, death, and the grave and hell. Now, the glory to me is, I ain't going to die. Amen. I'm going to live forever. Another glory to me is, I don't care about the grave. I ain't going there. And another glory to me is, hell has no fear to me. Uh, you can preach on burning hell. I preached on hell here one Sunday. And a man said, you are not talking about hell like that. You make it so real. I feel like I'm burning up or something in hell. I'm supposed to. Amen. But it don't bother me. Does hell bother you? I ain't going there. Amen. That's the glory of preaching Christ. The glory of Christ is, I have no fear of death, hell, and the grave. Uh, notice Jesus has won that for us. Jesus shares his glory with his people, Christians. Uh, Christ himself is the center of this glory. Now notice something. Christ is the hope of glory. Not just the teachings of Christ. Not just the work of Christ. Not just the sacrifices of Christ. But in him is glory. That's liberty, uh, life, living. That's all in him. Not just in his sacrifice and his work and, and so on, but in him himself. We enjoy this hope of glory only when we are spiritually in Christ. When a man is outside Christ, there's only darkness and gloom and no ray of light because God is light. A man must receive Christ in his heart. And when a man uh, invites Christ in his heart by faith, then Jesus brings to us his own life and the glory uh, that goes with his life. I love to read the story, just the life of Christ in the Bible, don't you? And, and just uh, I get a, just a blessing out of just his life as he lived it on this earth. And I get to thinking, praise God, he gives me part of that glory in my life, every day of my life. He spiritually gives me life. Now, verse 28 and 29. Very interesting verses. Whom you we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving that court is working, which worketh in me mightily. You know, I love this verse where it says that he's going to present every man perfect how? In Christ Jesus. Did you know as far as God's the Father is concerned, me and you are perfect? We're perfect. Now, I try to tell my wife that all the time, but she don't go along with it. But uh, as far as God's concerned, I'm perfect. Amen? And as far as God's concerned, you're perfect, but only in Christ Jesus. That's the only way you become perfect. Now, the whole reason for preaching then, now, the subject of Christian preaching is Christ. Uh, 
I like uh, what I was reading behind an old preacher years ago, and I can't remember which one it was, but uh, they used to say of him, uh, he'll read a verse of Scripture in the Bible, and then he'll take off and write for the cross every time. He'll read a portion of Scripture and take off for the cross and preach about the cross. That's what preaching is about. Preaching is about preaching Christ. The subject of Christian preaching is Christ. The preacher is to uphold Christ. He is to tell the story of Christ. Life, death, and resurrection of Christ. We're to draw a picture of Christ. Uh, let me show you something. Turn to Colossians just a second. I mean Galatians. Galatians chapter uh, 3. I want you to look at one verse. Verse 1. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should be, not obey the truth before whose eyes Christ, Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now I want you to watch this. The preacher is to uphold Christ. You know what uh, Galatians are said? Hey, oh foolish Galatians, who has took you away from uplifting Christ Jesus? The whole idea is that when we sing songs in this church, we're to uplift Christ. When we're to preach, we're to uplift Christ. Everything we do in this place ought to be for one thing, to uplift Christ Jesus. Now watch this. We are to tell the story. I had a, I use illustrations all the time in trying to tell the story of Christ. And uh, a lady came up to me and went, you ought not to use your own illustrations. Uh, that's personal things. You ought to not to do that. I tell all the time of your uh, life and stories about your life. That's all I know. Amen. Only thing I know is me. And what I'm trying to do is relate some things that happened in my life to what Christ has done in my life so I can be a help to somebody else to show them Christ and how Christ works. That's the only reason of doing it, not to glorify me. And by the way, I don't have that exciting a life anyhow. So uh, the whole thing is I want to talk about Jesus. We're to draw a picture of Christ Jesus when we preach. A preacher is to show forth. That's what it's about. The grace of Christ. The claims of Christ. Of whom He is. Uh, to show His relation of Christ to everything in life. Did you know I believe this all my life? All of life centers around the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in life centers around the Lord Jesus Christ. And you'll never be happy as a Christian till you get to that place in your life that everything you do ought to be centered around the Lord Jesus Christ, period. And when you get there, that's preaching Christ. There's power in uplifting Christ or preaching Christ. Notice if you would, Jesus himself said, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Now that's salvation. That's power over sin and the devil. And when a preacher wanders off in other subjects, he loses his power. Brother Roloff said, used to say that's running rabbits. A lot of preachers get a, 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 a verse of Scripture, and they'll read that verse of Scripture, and then they'll take off somewhere. All summer it had nothing to do with the Bible or Christ Jesus or nothing else. They'll go talking about everything else in the world. It's sort of like that... Uh, uh, wedding I went to and the man got up and talked about a peanut butter sandwich he had on the way uh, to the wedding sir what's that got to do with a wedding 
And that's a lot of way uh, preachers do. Uh, they get in a pulpit and they start preaching and they read a verse of scripture and take off running rabbits. And, and the Bible says that when you do that, you lose your power. You lose your influence. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I want power of God. Amen. I want to have influence on somebody with the Word of God. And the only way you do that is preach Christ. Now notice something else. The field of Christian preaching is to everybody. Look at verse 28 with me. When we preach, warning every man. I like that. Notice the word every man. Christ is for all of them. None are so ignorant or foolish or guilty as to be beyond the preaching of Christ Jesus. I don't care how stupid a guy acts or how crazy he acts or how guilty he is, he still needs the preaching of Christ Jesus. That's the one thing that keeps me going. Everybody needs Christ Jesus. Amen? And I've never met a person in my life yet that doesn't need Christ. I don't care how good he is, how wise he is, how safe he is, how happy he is, he still needs Christ Jesus. The method of Christian preaching is practical instruction. We're to simply proclaim Christ. We're to be witnesses of Christ, just as simple. We're to show men are sinful sinners. We're to show man is guilty. We're to show man needs a Savior. And the answer to all of this is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing more, nothing less. Then, uh, lastly... Preaching Christ is hard work. I want you to notice something. I, I laughed at a man uh, come to church one Sunday, and uh, he was talking about, I wish I told I had to do was just uh, preach on Sunday and preach on Wednesday night, and, and uh, then and then I'd lay up and rest all week long. I got news for you. Preaching is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life, brother. And you try it sometime. And I'm serious. You don't know the agonism that goes into preaching the Word of God if you really want to preach Christ. Because you have to put study behind it. It's work. Uh, there's something that my English teacher, Mr. Yeager, taught me in English. If you're going to learn something, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to study it. And I laughed at two women came forward one Sunday and talked to me about you don't need that notebook to preach you. If you feel with the Holy Spirit, you ought to get up and just whatever comes out of your mouth is from God. I said it did the other night when I was studying. <laughs> Amen. But I had to write it down where I won't forget it. And I write down notes and things so I want to be sure that I stay on track when it comes to preaching. But that's labor. In verse 39, wherefore also I labor that is striving according to the working which worketh in me mightily. A preacher of Christ is to work hard in the power of Christ Jesus. Now I want to give you something. The wonder of preaching is this. It's in the power that is involved first to the preacher, then to the hearer. A preacher can do nothing of himself. He has to rely on the Holy Spirit of Christ to convict to draw sinners to Christ himself, not to his mere words or personality, but to Christ himself. That's preaching Christ's gospel. And these two verses I love. When we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, 
that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Uh, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Don't you like to tell the story of how you got saved? Uh, talking about Jesus. Talking about the Savior. And when you do that, the Bible says that that's preaching Christ. If, and and I, I marvel at people that I say, every man, and I believe this, every saved person ought to be a soul winner. He ought to win somebody else to Christ. And I have people all the time, I can't, preacher. I can't witness. I can't talk. Well, you can talk about everything else in the world, and all you have to do is tell people how you got saved. You want to get saved one way, amen? Only one way you get saved, that's receiving Christ as your personal Savior. And when, you, when you're preaching Christ or witnessing for Christ or telling men about Christ, that's preaching. That's preaching Christ. And it's got power in it. The most amazing thing that I found out after I got saved and went out knocking on doors is how God works. I thought, boy, when I first got saved, I can persuade people to be saved. I can go out here and I can just get anybody and persuade them to get saved. I found out very quickly, no, you can't. You don't persuade nobody to receive Christ as a Savior. You can't do it. That's not your job. Your job is to present the gospel. Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God is the one who persuades a person they need to be saved. And when you realize that, then it's a joy. And then when somebody cusses you out uh, for witnessing to them, they're not cussing you out, they're cussing out Christ. That's none of your business. Well, let them cuss you out. You ain't nothing no how but a servant. And what you do is present the gospel, and Christ gets all the glory for it, because he's the one who convicts, he's the one who draws, but the power is in preaching Christ. And when I've seen little boys and little girls get saved, I've seen teenagers get saved. I've seen dope patties get saved. Old men and old women and all kinds of walks of life and every aspect of life you want to mention. I've seen God save people, alcoholics and drug addicts and everything else in the world get saved. You can't do that. That's power. And the only way of power is given to you is by the Holy Spirit of God from preaching the cross and preaching the gospel of Christ Jesus. That's the reason you don't deviate from it. You stay to the point. And the point is Jesus Christ. And preach Him. And Him crucified. When you do, then somebody will take listen to it. And somebody might get saved. Some life might get changed. For the glory of God. That's power. And that's the glory that Paul was talking about. He said, I want you to have that glory. I want you to have part of that. Did you know the most glorious thing you'll ever do in your life is lead another sinner to save faith in Christ Jesus? There's nothing like it in all the world. And you cannot do it unless you preach Christ. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's good to be saved tonight. Be good. It's good just to be a child of God and to know where our power comes from. And we've experienced so many times and seeing people saved by the grace of God. Bless us, we pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Shake hands, somebody, please.